Hi, Kath. Hi, Dawn. You were not feeling well last week, so we skipped a week. I know. You know, I get wind invasions at the most inopportune times. Wind invasions. We talked about that. Wind invasions. I get wind invaded. I get wind invaded. And um, I had the biggest party I had to do ever on the Friday. Mm -hmm. And I got sick Monday. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't. I just can't. I was exhausted. I had that that pounding headache in the front. Mm-hmm. And I thought my head was going to explode. And then I had an aching back and aching everything. And so I was uh, in bed for like two days. And on Thursday, I'm like, oh my gosh, please let me feel better. And then I finally felt better. And then I was like determined to be determined. I was like, I'm going to get better. And that's all you have to do is determined to be determined. I woke up. I was like, I'm doing this. And then I had to psych myself up. So, you know, I was in the house with the music pumping it up. Yeah. But I still had a headache. <laughs> so I was like, ow, yeah, let's do it. You know? So. And so you had the party. We had the party. It was, it was a lot of people. It, you didn't tell me about it. I didn't tell you anything Mm-mm. about the party. Mm-mm. So there was, uh, I had scheduled this months ago and I didn't know the people that were throwing it. And so she's like, you know, usually I do up to eight people when I'm by myself because it's a lot of reading to do. And I would do like 30 minutes a pop. She's, so she texts me and she's like, oh, we're up to 13 people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And um, so I thought maybe I'll bring Sophie. I know. It's like you're a magician where the more people, the merrier. <laughs> It's stupid. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like the more people, the more exhausted, the more, the more exhausted I'm going to be. And so, uh, Sophie saved the day. Mm. She was one of like, you know, a Rachel Ray show or a show where everybody's like, yeah, and they clap and they get everybody pumped up for the show. That's yeah. what Sophie was. She was such a sideshow. She was like the judge. She was the hype man. Hype man. She was a hype or man. hype person. She was a hype person. She did a phenomenal job. I was in the, uh, first of all, I walk into this house beautiful house okay big beautiful house and the first thing she says is i'm so sorry my house is so small i'm like yeah i don't know how you function (laughs) she obviously didn't get it It was a joke and then sophie's like it's a joke mom jokes oh yeah i think it's small i was like well if you ever want somebody to i want that i know take it over just let me know like no problem and they put me in like a separate apartment it wasn't even a room it was like a little apartment Uh and then they were on the other side and like there was like 20 people in there and i'm looking at sophie and meanwhile i'm trying to recover and not i don't not complaining not saying anything smiling putting it on and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do this i have no idea how i'm gonna do this so i just i don't know every single i did it every single person this never happens every single person i read was amazing they were just open and wanting it and it was great and then there was like two ladies that were like over 80 and I love to read for older people because I'm not the psychic that's going to tell you you're going to die so it's <laughs> <laughs> so, so always great when I'm like listen I don't do birth or death so you're not having a baby and you're not dying oh that's nice that's what they say oh that's nice and I'm like yeah and it was the best readings they were mm. so open they were like there was this one woman she was like um, I've never done this before. It's on my bucket list. And I'm like, are we getting tattoos after yeah. this? And I was just like, yes. And she was just, she reminded me of Nana. Uh, and she kept holding my hands. Uh, I fell in love. I fell in love. And after that, I was like, oh, the, the, she just made my day. It was fantastic. It was the best reading. We had a great time together. Everybody had a great time. So I was just so grateful for Sophie. She's not here right now because she has to lay down with Nico because Nico's getting <laughs> Nico the just wants to be on the mic. <laughs> If you've seen the Instagram stories, he's ready to he's ready, ready for his own podcast. He was telling me exactly what's up, giving advice, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's like more clear than I am yes. most of the time. Yeah. Yes. So it was great. The party was great. I'm feeling so much better. Update, Donovan's doing great. Oh, good. Donovan's doing really well. Um, he's uh, telling me that I need, to, uh, I need to let go and let him be an adult. So... <sighs> I'm not doing too well. Yeah. <laughs> You're he's not doing well. great. So speaking of uh, psychics and Donovan. Yeah. Um, so Josh isn't here. Our man, Josh, not our king of wands, no, Josh. Right. But the tarot reader, Josh. Right. His better half is here. And he's hating it right Hi, now. Hi, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, 
Hi, Jen. Hi. It's Jen. Hi, Jen. Um, on a scale of like one to ten, one being not at all, and ten being like ultimate, how jealous is Josh that he's not here? Well, he wanted to come. And I, told him, I told him he couldn't. <laughs> I'm sure he wanted to come. Maybe next time. Yes. To have both of you on would be crazy. That would be, I don't know if we can handle it. It'd be awesome. I love this opportunity to get to know you because I've only chatted with you in passing and we're social media friends. And uh, Kathy is so lucky that you happen to be there on the day of her crisis with um, Donovan because you actually work in a hospital Mm -hmm. and you happen to be there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're supposed to be in our lives. Mm -hmm. And... um, as a kitchen witch, my if you ask me what my shortcoming is, my shortcoming is after my spiritual teacher passed away, who was very good friends with Susan Weeds, Susan Weed or Susan Weed, Susan Weed, Susan Weed, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of dropped my own herbal schooling, mm-hmm. so to speak. Okay. And so I lack that, and I'm always attracted to people who can really like make health with their backyard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what I think mm-hmm. of when I think of you. Mm-hmm. Cuz you guys have what what's the name of your is it a business or it is. okay, Elder Moon School. Elder Moon School. And um my husband and I sort of work together in that within that school. So um I run an herbal apothecary and teaching, you know, mm-hmm. training herbalists and we do um, not everybody has to be an herbalist to come, but I do consulting and I do some more deeper work with plant dieting and things like that. And um, and my husband does the tarot and mm-hmm. he teaches Xing Yi and martial arts. Yes. And we have kind of a... So organic. Whatever. It's such it a well... Happens, it's it's what know? a nice it house. Works. It's, a, it's a house of health. And it works, yeah. And we, we love doing it, too. So we have a lot of fun. But we don't have a big piece of property I right know. Now. And I wanted to mention that right away, is that when people are like, oh, I don't have the... I, you know, you guys have a, a modest house mm-hmm. and a modest yard. Looks mm-hmm. like everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And you guys produce so much stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we're on about an acre and half of it's wooded. So we're sort of working two two gardens. One is um, the first garden, the med- is we would call it the medicine garden. And then we put in a second garden a few years ago that we call the vegetable garden. But invariably, the medicine plants kind of bleed into the um, vegetable garden anyway. And and also the wild plants, ones that I've been, you know, hoping would come end up showing up in the vegetable garden. So who am I to say you can't grow here? You right. <laughs> right. Not good listeners. Not good listeners. So so we do not have huge gardens, but you can you know, herbal medicine's pretty efficient too. You know, you can you know, for example, I'm getting ready to dig up roots right now. So I have maybe I have three echinacea plants that are ready to be unearthed to get the roots from. This far into the yeah. growing, really? As long as the ground's not frozen, we can, yeah, we can dig them up. And sometimes the ground's even frozen a couple yeah. inches down and you can still dig them up. But you wait until the frost comes because that brings the energy down into the roots. But three good-sized echinacea plants will give you enough tincture for years. Wow. I mean, and like, could, so, and how many plants do you have right now? Well, I only have one, and that's a funny story with that, because I garden with moles, and so the moles eat their way through. Motherfuckers! (laughs) Well, no, wait. (laughs) She's an advocate. (laughs) I am, actually. They're actually gardening partners of mine, and it's been an unfolding on this property with the moles that... And it it came... It's it's a very long story, but long and short of it, having to, to garden with the other animals that want to be around the medicine plant. So I have a rabbit that lives in the peppermint patch and has her babies every year. Aww. The moles are there. They eat certain plants. There's certain plants I can't grow, particularly in the vegetable world. I can't grow any root vegetables, carrots, potatoes, beets. Okay. But if the mole had a voice, the mole would say, go to the farmer's market. So that's what I do. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. it saves room for other yeah. plants. Yeah. And so the echinacea always gets eaten by the moles, usually. Um, but this year there are three plants that are um, beautiful and perfect. And I need 
those roots this year. So yeah. there's this sort of relationship that we have. They seem to know. There's an old Indian story where the um, moles, being earth diggers that they are, that they could go to the center of the earth and mm. hear the whispers from the earth about how to work with the plants for healing. But the mole oh. was the original medicine keeper. So... I found that story and it helped me fall in love with the mole. I feel so bad trapping the mole that we had. <laughs> All of a sudden I feel very guilty. Thank you, Jen. Thanks so much. Well, this is my journey. You know, this is, your, like, yes. this is so this year I have three plants to dig up and, um, but last year I had none, but I didn't need any. So, uh, and the year before, you know, my Solomon seal I needed last year, which they love to eat. But what's, they a never, solemn, what's a Solomon seal? Solomon seal is, um, it's a woodland plant that, we use the root that grows like a rhizome, like ginger is a rhizome. Okay. Okay. It's really a stem, it, mm-hmm. and then the roots come out of the bottom of it. Okay. It's a horizontal stem on the ground is really okay. what it is. And it grows around here in, in the woodland areas, and it's hard to grow, and it's... Um, used a lot for connective tissue, okay. mostly. Because like, you have to remember, a lot of us... Okay, I don't know anything about <laughs> mold, yeah. like plants and yeah. things like that. So uh, if I ask questions, I'm just oh, like trying fine. to... Yeah. But it's also delicious. It tastes almost like a sweet radish, the raw mm-hmm. root. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I make tincture with, with that, with that actually the rhizome. And mm-hmm. it's um, the moles love to eat that too. But when oh. I need it, they leave lots. So there's huh. this synergistic so you, kind yeah, of relationship yeah. like, with, this, mm-hmm, with the moles right. and with the rabbits on what they eat and what how they don't eat. How did you get started on this? How, how, what was, why did you just like, when you, did well, you always, hold on a second, did you always have like this, um, this connection with it? Like, you know, mm, well, my mom was an incredible gardener. Like her okay. gardens could be in Southern Living Magazine. You know, they were all mm-hmm. really manicured and perfect mm. and beautiful. And um, so I was very comfortable with hauling compost, how to work a spade fork and a shovel and okay. all of those things. But um, when I became a mother myself, I had um, two boys a year apart when I was 25 and 26. Wow. And they were... they went into being sick all the time and I was sick with them all the time. And I started to really question why are, why isn't our body doing what it was designed to do? Like, why are we always sick? You know, and why is everything going into all these secondary infections and what are we doing wrong? And so it became this sort of journey around diet, around sleep, around food quality, around, um, and then turning to the medicinal plants, which my family was not, um, they didn't do that at all. So that was sort of my oh, own, interesting. own thing. So, okay. And then I started to, um, I met three herbalists and um, made the choice to study with um, Pam Montgomery and mm-hmm. just really turn around full, full on and really look at the medicine plants. I was a biologist by training, so sometimes okay. it can be the higher skeptics too because I needed to see proof. But when I, when I was able to make medicine for my baby and heal an ear infection overnight and even have the doctor look in and say, yeah, it's right. gone and have that happen several times. Right. It doesn't take much more than that for someone Agreed. to right. believe, you know, right. and I, so it sort of started there with my mm-hmm. own body and, and my babies. And, wow. um, and what's your uh, paycheck? Your profession is... You're a nurse. I'm an RN. An RN. I became right. a nurse. Well, I've been an herbalist for... God, 29 years. Mm. <laughs> oh, this is your gig. Yeah. This is your gig. And I've been a nurse for 11, almost mm-hmm. 12 years. So halfway through, I went to nursing school, which I was always going to do, but, you know, kids and yeah. just doing the herbal thing and life and all of a sudden, I'm... I was telling Kathy that um, there, there, to me, there always seems to be two camps of people. Yeah. The camp that is echinacea all the time mm-hmm. and not taking your kids to the doctor and mm-hmm. a cold is not treated as just a, mm-hmm. you know, a virus or whatever. And, and they kind of shun Western medicine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the other camp is mm-hmm. the only Western medicine where they think, you know, just taking anything is bullshit. Right. And I feel like as a layman person, I have both of those, you know, yeah. voices in my ear. So how do you maintain, mm-hmm. like, what's that, what's that narrative for you? Well, I hear that because my family was very modern medicine oriented. And there are certain situations where modern medicine is yeah. going to be the best medicine. So 
But there are also situations where herbal medicine is the best medicine. And then there are times when the two actually can work together. And that's something that has unfolded with just becoming a nurse and um, being in situations like understanding where people are at and trying to figure out how to bring the plants into their healing, even though they have to have surgery. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Right. And I work in the OR right now. So sometimes you have to have surgery. That yeah. doesn't mean that the plants can't support you. There's right. a definitely a way that we can prepare for surgery and we can recover from surgery. Are we going to be giving you tinctures while you're under anesthesia? No, of course not. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Don't give me right. anesthesia while I'm <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So, I, you know, how I reckon it with myself, and this happened usually in confrontation. Usually, I get confronted by someone who's in the camp that's against the herbal world. Okay, and I've had that happen more so in the hospital. One time at a cocktail party, I had a doctor square off and get very oh, confrontational snap. with me. I wasn't a nurse yet, and so I've had these confrontations with people where I get sort of like a deer in the headlights at first and then I have to find my words like what am I going to say and so that particular doctor what I said to him was because he said you're in direct competition with me and I said well actually no I'm not we're actually on the same side because we're in the business of helping people get well and stay well Right, the bitch. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so that was a good response. I don't know where. Yeah. It, uh, thankfully, it came yeah. up and came out. And then one time in the hospital, I had that happen with somebody making fun of herbal medicine. And I don't broadcast that I'm an herbalist in the hospital, right. although it's certainly out now. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, people know it's You're sort right. of leaked out over right. the years. And I'm not a. I'm not. I don't hide it, but no. I don't broadcast it either. Right. right. You know. But um, I just am who I am. And then um, I've had someone confront, be confrontational with me before in the hospital when I was first trying to kind of hide it and keep it tucked away because I was in this strange forest. That's I, a shame. I call the hospital a strange forest. And I yeah. had to learn how to orient and navigate in there. And so That's a good metaphor. I just, yeah. you know, sort of the really odd creatures in there sometimes and had to really yeah. navigate. No matter what institution you're working for. <laughs> yeah, there's true. There's ducks everywhere. So... <laughs> And yeah, so this confrontation with the second person wasn't really malicious. It was more like, well, how can you do that and be a nurse and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at him, it was another nurse, and I said to him, you know, the truth is when you make fun of herbal medicine, you're not really paying homage to what all of this is around you because herbal medicine is sort of like the grandmother or grandfather it came of modern from the medicine. Jungle. Yeah. And there are still plant medicines in the hospital that um, that are given like said, so well, like, like senna mm-hmm. or Is penicillin um, or anything like that like yeah it comes from, yeah and then there's also I mean we'll look at our narcotics they're plant based you know your Xanax we'll look at, thank we'll, the herbalist we'll look for at Xanax right digoxin yeah. you know comes from digitalis which is a um, deadly plant that we can't actually send through the herbal channels because it's too dangerous. Oh wow! Causes sudden heart death. Oh Jesus! <laughs> What's <Yeah>. it called? <laughs> What's it? <laughs> Fox, I'm don't give to I know. Yeah, I know. I know. But it actually <laughs> makes kidding. a really Donna regular. Donna did not write it down. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> well, I worked on the cardiac yeah. floor, no, so it was really exciting for me to give morphine for the first time mm. because it comes from poppies. I was walking mm-hmm. down the hall, very excited, and the first time I was able, the first medication I ever gave as a student nurse was Senna, which is a, you know, it keeps the bowels moving along and it's a leaf that grows in India. And then um, the first time I ever gave digoxin, same thing. It's like, wow, this plant that grows in my yard, I can actually give this medicine to a human being, but it has to be done in a hospital setting because it's such a powerful plant. It has to go through a laboratory in order to give it to humans. Interesting. So there was always that connection for me. And so that's always kind of been my stance with people is, you know, how can you separate the two? Because the only reason this exists, do you know, you know, do you know where your, uh, you know, where your blood thinner comes from? You know, blood thinners, oftentimes some of them come from, you know, turmeric. Mm-hmm. So right. we, if you follow it back, there's medications that we give mm. in vascular surgery to relax blood vessels when they're being taken out of the body. They have to be put in a bath with saline and a, um, a medication that is made from poppies to relax the muscle spasms in the smooth muscle along mm. the vessel. 
Mm. So that the that's fascinating. Yeah. It's a world we. I mean, I, right. like it wouldn't. That's not the. That's not the world. And then it's put right. back in the body. So we we're relaxing it in a bowl over there. We're soaking it in a like a right. you know a medication that's made from poppies, which has muscle relaxing yeah. and you know nervous yeah. system relaxing properties. So it's not that the plant world isn't in there. You know. Right. So it. So I just kind of stand in in that place, and I will. You know, sort of say that. So if you step outside of the hospital, what was your moment when you recognized the synergy like you described with the moles? Like what was the, what was that extra step with the connectivity with the earth on a Mm -hmm. spiritual, to connect spiritual and, and Mm -hmm. body? Well, that was really studying with my first teacher, Pam Montgomery. And she lives in Vermont and she runs, um, partner earth education center. She's still working and, um, I still go and see her at least once a year. and um, But that was, God, I was in my late 20s when I studied with her for two years on her farm. She used to live in New York. And so she actually taught uh, taught us how to connect to the essence of the plant, you know, to connect to the divine part or that sacred place. We all have a sacred essence. Plants have it too. And so she would use shamanic techniques and drumming to have us go in and connect. And, and for the purpose of, one, understanding the, that we all belong together and we all can connect and we can listen and learn from one another. And, um, and two, they will guide the way we, the way we move you know, through, right. through our world. Right. So working with the animals that way, I learned from her. From her. Actually, there were stories, she has stories about how she worked with the animals. And that's something that's always stayed with me, you know. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that I um, welcome mice in my kitchen. No. no. Right. Boundaries. Right. You know. Uh-uh. Right. <laughs> that's what I say. Right. <laughs> right. Poltergeist. Boundaries. Exactly. When Sophie was a Titan was tiny and I had put mousetraps in my kitchen and Sophie was aghast because I, I believe that Sophie, when she came out in the beginning of her life, this cycle, she was a little Buddhist. She was a little Buddha. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, Aunt Donna, what, what are you doing? I said, I'm trapping the mice. And she said, well, if a person came into your kitchen, would you kill that person? Yes. And I said, if that person shit in my kitchen, I would absolutely kill that person. And she was like, oh. <laughs> person shit in my kitchen. Where my spatulas are. In the kind of junk right? drawer. Yeah. Yeah. So there is always that. You know, like, yeah. there's... You know, there is boundaries. There's boundaries in all things. You know what? I think that everybody, you know, what I love about the conversation and and talking about the healing and is that every there's everybody has a purpose. And, it, and to know that how confident you are that you know your purpose and it's like contributing to healing for people and yourself is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people strive for that. Mm-hmm. And some people don't know how and they don't know that they're interested. So having this conversation might strike, you know, a little spark inside of them that says, you know, you know you like going to the health food store. You don't quite know why you like going to the health food store. But learn about it. There's so many, just do one thing at a time. Learn one herb at a time. One, you know. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's tremendous. And coming into that place of curiosity, as mm-hmm. opposed to like bashing ourselves for not doing something right. right. You know, if we can come to a place of being curious about what, you know, you, for, for example, you brought up the story with moving away from um, some of your training with the plants. Mm-hmm. So why? What happened? Is there... Is there something like what? What was the block there? What was the block there? Was there? You said I think I think I was I think I was very young. I relatively young. I was in my twenties, and I think that the people who were immediately around me, I think I was heavily influenced by people around me who negated the importance I thought it was Mm -hmm. and kind of convinced me that it wasn't important. Mm -hmm. And I listened, I think I listened to the wrong people. There was, that's the bottom line. That's the story of my twenties. And that's a good, my story of my twenties, my my autobiography in my twenties, the chapters is I just listened to all the wrong people throughout my twenties with a few exceptions. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Well, thank you for those few exceptions. I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard a lot of people, but I I think I listened to the wrong ones. Mm. And I, I right. think that um, 
around that time, somebody had gifted me a beautiful, uh, the Hygieia Women's Herbal oh, from yes. like seven, 1970. Jeanine Pravati Baker. Yes. Her. Yeah, I studied. I, I took classes at conferences with her. Oh, yeah. you did? Yeah, yeah. She was, it was um, when it was an acquaintance of mine who just in passing had heard that I went on a weed walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I do remember, I still remember a lot from that weed walk, but uh, coming back to my suburban life Mm -hmm. with with who I was, the people I was with and stuff, it just was incongruous. It wasn't working out. It was almost like I was almost... I was a witch. I was an out witch, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not necessarily in women's health practice. That wasn't a conversation. I mean, women's studies was barely a thing. Right. So to even talk about women's health was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember this acquaintance overheard a conversation when someone asked me if I was on the pill. And I will say the my ex... Uh, the one that Kathy and I screamed about uh, a few weeks ago. Well, the good we, part, right. the good part of that guy was he w- was the one who was he was very politically minded, and he was like, "Why are you shutting down your whole body mm. so that I can come inside of you? That makes zero sense. I will be wearing condoms. That's what it's." He's like, "Until they come up with a pill for a guy, right. that's what's happening." Mm. And so I was like, "Oh yeah." And so I so this woman overheard me say like. Why would I shut down right. my body? And she's like, I think you need this book. Mm. And it was the only thing I had. Right. And I used it as a journal. And um, it actually, like, literally disappeared from my life. Hmm. I have no idea what happened to that book. Interesting. I have no idea what happened to yeah, it. And it made an imprint. It did. Mm. And, but it was, it's always been on my mind of, um, and, you know, if you've listened to the podcast and know my story is that our parents were city folk, you know, city folk. And my mom never cared about the yard and the lawn and never cared about. And I'm just like, I love my landscaped lawn. Like, that's mm-hmm. my joy. Mm-hmm. But um, and I, I pull weeds because I'm an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I'm more inspired by the aesthetic. But there are often times when I'm like, I know that's nettle and I'm going to leave that alone. Even though I don't know what to do with you, Mr. Nettle. <laughs> but I know I got to leave you there. And someday I'm going to come back to you. It's in the back. Yeah. And right. I'm like, so I'm going to come back to you. Like, I recognize you have it. nettles uh, here? I have nettles way in the back <laughs> through, past the sumac. Nettles always stays close to the medicine women. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> See, it's a sign. See, Look, I got, just got chills. I know. <laughs> you know, I think you just have a, na- like, you find out what you're naturally attracted to. Like, mm-hmm. with me, I can't memorize anything. I don't know. I just don't know how to do things i everything is intuitive Mm -hmm. like all the training anything i learned has been intuitive and like i make great sprays i don't know why it like it's clove anybody could figure out you can get it you know clove but i know what it does i know how it works i know that Mm -hmm. end of it the behind the scenes is so fascinating yeah Yeah. and it's definitely respected and i do you know do intentions of whatever herb i'm holding or whatever uh you know uh, yeah, we oils. even do. We've done intention water. Yeah, right. I, I do exactly. a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of intention on that, and it's uh, so the back end of how these things work is so fascinating because mm. uh, I think it takes, uh, I, I think it does take a village, mm-hmm. you know, to create a healing and to inspire other people to use what they're attracted to because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Right. Uh, I know when AJ, we did the episode with AJ and we were talking about weight management Mm -hmm. Um, and Don and I have talked about our weight and our hair, you know, Mm -hmm. inheriting uh, that side. Struggle. Yeah. Struggle with obesity. And um, I have never felt better because, but I have to take, I have to take Western medicine. I don't prefer it, Mm -hmm. but it works. Mm -hmm. So I take a blood pressure pill and I have to take something for my thyroid. Mm -hmm. The thyroid medicine is not working that well. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you say to a doctor, it's like, it's not really working. And I, it just, I was not getting better. And so I had went to an Ayurvedic doctor and I was, Mm -hmm. did I say it wrong? It's Ayurvedic Ayurvedic. doctor. It was the best experience. You can't say imagination, but you can say Ayurvedic. (laughs) I can't say say omnis. I like I had to look, say ominous. Ominous. I say ominous. I have to look at people's mouths. Say it again. Say that they're like, oh my god. You can say Ayurvedic. But I can say That's Ayurvedic. Right. Okay. So I saw the, the the Ayurvedic doctor and um 
he read me like I read people, but medically. Right. And it just took me to a place of like um, hope. It was a very hopeful. And validation. Mm. And validation that, you know, because I'm open to anything and I'm going to use what works. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you give me, I don't care if it's whatever. I'm going to, if it works, I'm going to do it. And when he told me that my metabolism was literally broken and didn't understand how I was walking. Mm. And I said, well, uh, I come from also from obese people. I also come from people who are very willful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decide what I'm going to do. My body doesn't control me. My spirit and my mind does that. And he's like, I could see that. <laughs> and I love how he did not tell me that I was fat. I love that he didn't tell me that I should stop doing what I'm doing. I love that he was like, uh, he, he never questioned that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, Western medicine is very difficult. For, you know, the culture of it is very difficult to connect with a, a, a stereotypical doctor. I'm not saying there's not doctors out there. They're very right. open-minded. I want to say like 90% of the doctors that I've seen automatically tell me that I'm just eating wrong, mm-hmm. but they never ask me what I'm eating. Well, it's based on a heroic tr- kind of um, tradition, you know, yeah. versus partnering up the Ayurvedic system is so integrated with yes. diet and yep. medicine and yeah. body treatments yeah. and it's and it's yeah. an ancient thousands and thousands of years old plus body movement right you know and so all of that is integrated into the system we don't have that integrated into our mm-hmm. medical system that system meets the people where they are and you take small steps this Amazing. way this way and just validate where you are and okay That's well it. we can shift it you know right. we'll move this way we'll move this way so it is a different it's a completely different kind of yeah. thinking approach. and yeah. approach to healing mm-hmm. so yeah. he put me on these herbs that I can't pronounce or read but um, I did the background on them and I was like yes this mm-hmm. this is I, I know this is going to help me my metabolism is kicking ass mm. I feel like I have so much more energy I've been through something very traumatic, and I think that if I wasn't doing uh, this particular regimen, I don't think I would have been okay. Like, I think because uh, I had such low energy that depression can kick in so much. And the balance was just amazing. And he, you know, I have to continue to take my medicine, but I'm also taking this. And that's the balance. I think that Western medicine is great for immediate healing. Like, if you need to, like, you know, heal, but I think that. Doing alternative is good for disease. You know, if you have a disease-based life and you don't know it and you're frustrated, just opening your mind up to to it all. Mm -hmm. Don't say no to Western. You don't know what it's going to offer, but also don't say no to something that is. It's not going to harm you to have a. I don't. I don't know. Disclaimer could hurt you, but (laughs) yeah, this is a disclaimer. Yeah, this is for entertainment entertainment purposes purposes only. only. We're not professional (laughs) except for Jen is. Jen is a total professional, but she's not taking any responsibility. She's not the sisters. She's the sisters and a really special lady joining the sisters. Um, you know, I think that it, it can't hurt to eat celery, you know, like you unless you have an allergy, I don't, th- I think celery is okay. Wait, can I tell you a really funny story about Please. celery? Yes. In the hospital. Jersey? Yeah. No, it was, took place in the hospital. Yeah. We had a, a, a very. If you're tell me it's up somebody's ass, I'm nope, going to be so not thrilled. At all. Oh, Penis. very, very, very old person, um, who had very high, um, blood pressure and a lot of water on it was, this was the cardiac floor. And um, would refuse to take anything from these doctors. Mm-hmm. It was, they were very, very persistent. Was his name Robert? <laughs> <laughs> and so this patient of mine, as we talked a little more, this patient informed me that they needed celery. So I said, well, yes, it's a fantastic <laughs> diuretic. And they said, well, yes, if I could just get home and get to my celery, especially the leaves, I would remove some of this water and I could get out of here. So the charge nurse actually went to the store and bought celery for this patient. (laughs) It's going to make me cry. It's so nice. I love that. That's a good nurse. On that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your school and we're going to talk more specifics. Okay. Okay. Action. 
<laughs> they heard me say action. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Act two. Do it. Hi, <laughs> Sophie's not so here, back. so I'm filling in doing up. Uh, being the producer, I'm not very good at it. I'm good at other things. Right, you look good. We were just talking about how you look good. Thank you. So, thank you look you. good. I appreciate that. And you look good on Mondays and <laughs> Tuesdays. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So, um, my mind's going a thousand miles a minute because I want to ask you a thousand questions. <laughs> but we're going to start with um, how did you get to the point where you were no longer doing it for yourself and your family and you decided to bring it to a bigger audience, so to speak? Well, I'm in my second herbal business. I started my first business years ago here in Rosendale, where we are. Oh, really? Yeah, actually. And it was a big leap. I just sort of made a decision and I have, um, there's always that when you launch something new where you're sort of know where your money's coming in in another job while you're launching this and nursing Mm -hmm. this other baby. We sure do. Yes. (laughs) So I did that before and it worked great. And it finally came to a point where, and, and it started with a little apothecary before I ever even thought about business. It started with one kitchen cabinet. And then it became a closet, mm-hmm. and then it became a whole cupboard and a yeah. closet, then two closets, then it became a room, then uh-huh. it became a building. Yeah, you know. So, um, and as the business grew, it commanded more and more space in order to do the work as I grew the business. And then I actually sold that business and downsized completely, and told myself I wasn't an herbalist anymore, and went through this big, you know, sort of dark night of the soul time right. that I went through, and then. Coming back around to it, um, here we are building another business again. And so I would say, you know, it's uh, maybe I'm attracted to growing businesses. (laughs) 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 I like the process of how it's in its infancy. Do you want to produce a podcast? And then you nurture it, and 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 yeah. again, it began again with just a tiny little apothecary. Now it has a whole room, right? You know? And I said to Jay, "Well, we're, maybe it'll have another building." You we're know? on that path. <laughs> yeah. We started out with just the two of us sitting out on a picnic table one night, right. one day of the year, right. for free advice for a dollar. Right, and Love then that. then we're I back. I always say that I started out in um, Stacy's basement mm-hmm. and uh, had one client. Every two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah. I outgrew her basement. And I had like a small room. It was like the size of a bathroom. With a, <laughs> it was really tiny. <laughs> and then I grew out of that and went into an office building. And then I went into, you know, and then yeah. you do it at home. And then I traveled because mm-hmm. it was just getting too much. And then in my car and Temple on the Run happened. Yeah. And um, now I have my own place. I had a small room and now I have a bigger yeah, a huge room. And yeah, it's, it's and we amazing. just keep growing. Yeah, and, grow, and now we're grows. on the interwebs. It's like I had yeah. one stone. I had like I had maybe an amethyst that mm. somebody gave me, and then the next thing you know, oh, that's nice. And mm. then you get another crystal, and then a selenite, and then mm. the next thing you know, mm. I'm and crystal man. <laughs> right. I'm like crystal man. But it is like anything you create. I mean, it has, it has it. Like I feel my business has an essence to it or this business that we're growing and so it's sort of in its teen years right now yeah Mm. the way it is and eventually it individuates and asks for its own space right you know and like becomes this thing that really um feeds you in a lot of ways as you could not have said it better myself that's exactly i mean it it really feeds like your creative fire and all of that so this is a different version of that than what we did before you know jay and i looking at what it would look like, you know, to only do this, which is coming, you know. So Very exciting. I just got um, chills. And we, d- and we did it before. So we know we can do it again because we've already done it. So we're like, oh, well, what will it look like this time? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And you're in a different place in your life. Right. You know, and you, there's different responsibilities. You know, right. as you get older, not only do you get wiser, but your circumstances, you know, exactly. change. I don't know if you have children, your children grow up, you know, you have mm-hmm. more time on your hands. And practically, there's yeah. more ways. Uh, to there's more ways to more platforms for you to oh than there was back then than oh, there so was different. back then that's what I'm oh saying oh my god it's so it's much crazy I have to say it is 
it is very different, but there are things that are a whole lot easier. I mean, yeah. the, the social media is all free advertising. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, that did not exist before. We uh, and, uh, we obviously wouldn't be anywhere without yeah. social media. I mean, my other business was mailing no, lists. because it is social and, media. I think yeah. podcasting is social media, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, well, yeah, yeah, I get it. I think yeah. so. Yeah, none of that existed. Although the I, I although the success of the podcast, I think, is word of mouth more than it oh, is. Yeah, we, but we, but us connecting with our audience, yeah. people, like we feel personally like heart close right. with people yes. all over. Right. Yeah, like our hearts are with our people. Right. Yeah. That yeah. are you know in Seattle, in Texas, right. in Ohio, in yeah. Florida. We have California. We have people. Uh, we have a lot of people in Japan. Yeah, you know, it's like it's very interesting. And and where you're, where are, yeah. And I have an yeah, I got a I got a DM. We got a DM. It was in Japanese writing. Somebody really liked something that I posted. And it was in Japanese writing. <laughs> and, and you could translate. It's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. And I mean, and right now I have an herbal class running for another two weeks. It's a plant diet with elder that we're doing, and it's an online where we microdose with the plant. And connect together online, and I have people in Australia, that's yeah, amazing. South Africa, right. England. That's, that's amazing. amazing, and all over the United States. All right, States so let's talk about that. Yeah. So, you are, so you are at let's say it again, Elder Moon. Elder Moon. Yep, Elder Just Moon School. Elder Moon School. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you do it mostly online. Right now, it's online. I ran some live classes on my property right now, but in anticipating transition of the business growing actually Mm -hmm. we've kind of put that on hold um i still have an online herbalist training course which lays down really good foundation for people like what talk about that it's um it's called birthing an herbalist in 13 moons Mm. and it's a 13 month long um class that um you can Stay. I have people that stay in it. I say finish it in two years, but yeah. I never tell anybody they have to leave if they want to stay. So I have students that have been in there for years that are mm. still working the content. And it's mm-hmm. just sort of this family place where you can always be in it. And part of it is um, we have monthly herbal counselors. So once a month, I go online for an hour and a half or so, and we we pick one herbal topic and go deeper with it. Mm. So, because you just can't hit everything. Yeah, and it's I should so say much. Like, it is so it's, much. It's so much. I think it's, that's what it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming, and yeah, and you can go to shutdown with it. I, I get yeah. that. So I try to explain to people that if you just move slowly through it and work on your home apothecary, because that's oh. the place that feeds your heart and your soul and your excitement. Mm. Keep it small. Start right. little. Start right. with a shelf. Yep. You know, start mm-hmm. with three plants or five plants and start with one little shelf in your kitchen or a bookcase and start of to... Of actual plants or herbs that you acquire? Either way. Whatever whatever excites you. What plants are calling for you with your health right now and work with mm. those plants, you know, or stick to local plants, you know. But I find that when people actually have an apothecary in their home, that also has an essence to it. Like I have my students visualize the apothecary and then ask it where it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Show it to them, how mm-hmm. it's going to change and how it's going to grow within your space. Mm-hmm. And it is an extension of nature. Your apothecary is an extension of the forest and the garden and the meadows and where you get your medicine from. Mm-hmm. Whether you're doing the work or whether you have somebody else do it for you right. by harvesting and drying, it doesn't matter. It's still an extension of nature that is into your home and oftentimes located close to your kitchen. I think that was the answer I was looking for is that you don't feel like I always feel like I don't think I could do one more fucking thing around my house. So the idea of growing herbs and drying them myself, you don't have to, is overwhelming. Yeah, you delegate it. And so if I. But it's really good to know what good dried herbs look like or good, you know, good, you know, so that you buy from. That you buy from people who are doing it the way you would do it. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. So we work on, uh, you know, your senses, like your ability to smell and to see and to assess, like, what good quality dandelion root looks like or tastes like when it's dried. Right. That kind of thing. So, Kathy, you're doing... you're. You're taking dandelion. Root. I'm taking dandelion, and I that comes what in dandelion root was, and, and how that it comes in a powder form. No, it comes in dandelion. Oh, it comes in. <laughs> it actually comes. I, it goes, I go to the store and I go, "Can I have dandelion root, please?" <laughs> I'm so excited, and I have to mix that with cilantro. 
And uh, that's how I think I realize I feel better mm-hmm. because it's something I wouldn't have had. And that's right. the only thing out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I figured that must be making me feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how I guess that started is that I became more open-minded to certain foods. I have, you know, this is gross. I'm gonna say, I, have a, I have a gag reflex that's not so strong. You know, I just, <laughs> like, it's just, I can't do anything. I look at it and I cry. It's, it it's it really amuses thing. me. I like You know, like you. the story about, like, before I had surgery, my, I guess my worst fear was eating an avocado. Like, it's just. Yeah. It's just, I don't think, do you, do you know that? <laughs> I think I put it on, it I put on? it on an Instagram story years ago when Kathy was getting surgery for one of her hips. And um, she was coming out of anesthesia and she was crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing near her. No, she's when, laughing at me. When I was <laughs> laughing near you. And I was like, why are you crying? And she was like, I don't make them. Don't let them. I was like, what? Like, I was thinking, like, clown rape. Like, like you were so hysterical. I really thought it was, like, all of her worst <laughs> dreams, nightmares coming true. She was like, I can't. Eat the avocado. <laughs> I hate avocado. I just, <laughs> she the was like, and I was like, like, I won't let them make you eat avocado. Don't like, worry. The thought of like, you know, and, I'm, and I, I have to do what I have to do. Like I guess we were talking about celery, you know, before, and that's how I got my blood pressure down is through celery juice. So mm-hmm. it absolutely works. Mm-hmm. Again, disclaimer, see your doctor, blah, 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 but it works. And, um, yeah. So it it really was very helpful. And, you know, it's unfortunate because we go to convenience. We've been trained so much that things have to be fast and convenient that we forget that um, if you want to, you know, dad used to say, live like you're living forever. Mm -hmm. And so that's taking care of yourself because if you're living forever, you want to be healthy. And um, so I try very hard. Like, like I said, my goal, maybe not to be, an herbalist or, you know, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to educate myself better on how to eat, um, you know, more organic, not organically, but naturally, but, you know, cause I know eventually I'm going to have to take something. I love that advice of like, start with you. Like, so mm-hmm. I would That's go right to doing. like, what as an herbalist? So Madam Herbalist, you're sitting at my table. I'm taking advantage of free mm-hmm. consultation here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through menopause and the whole wide world knows that it's the worst thing ever for me right now. Mm-hmm. It could always be worse. I should stop being hyperbolic, but I do struggle. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your recommendation, like off the top of your head? Well, who's growing in the back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just got herbs. <laughs> the nettles. But I didn't know that if nettles good for you. Like for nettle tea? I yes. took um, black cohosh for a while. And well, that- what's your complaint? Um, yeah, what's your what complaint? is my complaint? What isn't your complaint? <laughs> okay, what low is- metabolism, <laughs> mm-hmm. insomnia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't get hot flashes. I'm so grateful for that, but I cannot regulate mm-hmm. when I'm you know when everybody else is cold, I'm hot. When everybody else is hot, I'm cold. I can't regulate my temperature, and I think an overall feeling of this is not my body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are my major complaints. So where nettles really helps is it's one of the most nutritious land plants we have. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing in micronutrients into your daily um, so that your body can make this fantastic transition through menopause that has to happen in order for you to grow old. Yeah, I well. can't wait. I, you know, I'm yeah. not I'm not that I'm not that woman who was like, "Oh my god, I'm getting old." I mean, I do joke about getting old, but I love crone. Like I mm-hmm. right. I am embracing, embracing crone. I right. yeah. love that. It's just the journey there. The right. ju- getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like with anything. I like <laughs> you know, I feel like I was, you know, buzzed through maiden and I was very intense through mother and I just want to get to crone and that getting that transition is just like it's killing me, man. Yeah, it's really so. I'm not that. I can't wait. Like yeah. I'm very excited about that. So I'm not. It, it's not the psychological. I'm just resisting yeah. it at all. I'm not. Right. It's really. It's physical. It's all physical. Yeah. Well, and and uh, of course, it's many. Much of it is hormonal, hormonally driven. So the blue and black cohosh, those are really good ones to consider. Yeah, I do for- take black cohosh. For balancing those. But you were talking earlier with Kathy off the mic about pulsing. I mm-hmm. feel like there have been times where 
I would take it for like a month. And then I would, I don't know, like I just did, wasn't taking it for a week or two. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I forgot to take it. Well, pulsing is a really good way. So committing for, usually what I tell people to do is pulsing, an easier way to do it than looking at your calendar is buy a four ounce bottle, finish it. Then get your next four ounce bottle. Oh. Your pause is the time that it takes you to get the next bottle. Right. You know what I mean? Oh. And then start it uh-huh. again. Right. That's and what it they creates told me to write. 45 nat- days, then get right. yeah. this mm-hmm. natural pulsing of being on them, then being off oh, them. Oh, that's a good idea. When I, was pul- when I was pulsating, I was not pulsating. <laughs> <laughs> there was no pulsating. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. When I was pulsing, mm-hmm. right? I'm pulsing. Mm-hmm. When I took a pulse. Yep. Okay. Um, Sounds like an EDM thing. I know. I don't know what the hell's going on with me. So I I, I did the day we were talking about the dandelion juice thing, mm-hmm. which was it, it, if you have to do it, do it. You get through it. It's all good. No, go. it was <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, so the dandelion was, was good. And then what happened was I had an experience. Mm-hmm. And the timing of me finishing everything, I didn't get the mess. So then Dunkin' Donuts became <laughs> my medicine. That happens. And then so, but then the weirdest thing happened. Last week, I was like, I can't even look at a donut. Right. Oh. We went through a diet. Like, Dunkin' Donuts is my favorite place. I know, that plant. is your crack. Like, I, I'm like an old man. I yeah. sit in the corner with a coffee and maybe yeah. sometimes not a donut, but at least I have coffee there. And, and a Corella. Yeah, it's my it's my hangout. Yeah. So uh, I don't have to have a donut. I kind of worked on that. But I, to help, to whatever was helping me through this event mm. of depression, um, I was just all I wanted was a donut. It wasn't even like wanting anything else. And then all of a sudden now I can't even, I don't want it. I don't look at it. I'm like, oh, so maybe I just needed to do that. And now I'm like going to go back to Mm. the cycle again. Right. And that happens. So I've learned that I'm more in control than I gave myself credit for. Mm -hmm. And that I trusted my body more than I ever trusted it because of uh, some of the health issues I have because I have bursitis and hip stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do a lot of sugar because I swell and then it's painful. Right. I literally have an after effect of pain and yeah. I'd rather, I needed to feel the pain right. because my son was in pain. I think right. I was torturing myself to Could be. to relate yeah, to pain that absolutely. if you're in pain, I'm going to be in pain, right. which is not the you know spiritual thing to do, but it definitely was just how my body was reacting to it. And I didn't the first time I didn't like really say, I can't do it. I'm not going to do that. I was like, you know what? If this is what I need right now, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I trusted my body. Right. And I think trusting your body. Now I'm going to go back to it. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing to trust your body because the body's so wise. And even in, in yeah. that, what appears to be sabotage. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe you really needed to have real pain for some reason. Yeah. To heal through like it. You I'm say, start crying. Yeah. I think to so. To be with your son in that way. And it's this individuation between you and your son that's yeah. happening that's really So hard. I think that that's that connection that Don and I often talk mm. mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. That you got to trust your instincts and I don't force it. You can't force things. You have to want to do it. Right. And you see how you're sitting ready. curious with it right now? That's what we were talking about earlier about yeah. being curious too because... If we're always bashing ourselves because I ate the donuts, I ate the donuts. Well, we're not really getting curious about the the purpose of that time with, you right. know, with that right. and yeah. what it was serving and how you got to under at this understanding yeah. around what it was that you needed, not only in your physical body but in right. your emotional and mental life and, and health. And it's the first time I'm not mad at myself. Right. I'm totally not. I gained yeah. like seven pounds. I don't care. And you learn like, so much from it. I was like, and yeah. you can see the pattern, and yeah. then you're like, oh, okay. And it's this, yeah. Trusting and it was the like, body. okay. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that that's a triumph in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the self sabotage. The self sabotaging. Mm-hmm. A lot of us do. Yeah, you know, we're a lot guilty. Of listeners are. Yeah. You know, we tend to do that, and I think mm-hmm. that that's the first step. Is you know, don't get, don't look. I, I feel like if you're starting something new to take care of yourself or even curious about taking care of yourself, don't look so deep into what it's supposed to look like, like you were saying, how you were suggesting, start with your own cabinet. Mm. What's going to make you feel better? Mm. And then somebody's going to ask you, so you look better. What are you doing? I ate some celery. Oh, (laughs) I can get celery at Hannaford. Great. And then the next thing is like, oh, I took, you know, celery and then I add some parsley and then I did this and Mm -hmm. then I did that. And it, and it's one thing at a time, right. and you don't. Ha- not everybody wants to be a master, right? 
Everybody thinks that like you start something and like you're not studying to be a master at it. Right. You're studying it to be to help you and master your own self. Exactly. And I, I know like you're that. here. So if I'm out of my comfort zone with essential oils or stones, right. I know that I can right. come to you and say, Hey, hey, I need your help. And you know that you can come right. to me because well, I was wondering about this that's going on with right. my body and I'm this taking particular Ashwagandha. plant. And, can I take you know. too much of it? I know what ashwagandha is. I nice. would not have known. And oh, now, I love ashwagandha. And what's very interesting is ashwagandha was the first like you know Ayurvedic thing that I really learned because I could say it and mm-hmm. I had to say it around the house. Like when Bart <laughs> says bastard, 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 I was like ashwagandha, ashwagandha. I could say a word, yeah. you know. And um, and I was like, oh, now I have to read labels because I can't take things that have extra ashwagandha in it. Right. I was taking you're taking regular reg- regular as a regular. Yeah. And I was reading the label of one of the bars that I eat and the big thing is this ashwagandha. I was like, I know I can't eat that. See? And I felt so successful. I was yeah. like, I'm so smart. Why can't you take ashwagandha? Well, because you can't I take too much. You, you can't take too much cuz it's got a lot of caffeine like it like and yeah. plus I have high blood pressure. Oh, okay. So you don't want to take too too yeah. much of it. So if I'm already taking... Because like, I love it. I take it... I mean, I have it in pill form. Mm-hmm. Right. But I take it in a powder. Uh, and I have to drink it with almond I milk. I take it to calm myself down when I'm having a particularly stressful day. It's, well, I think used to lose... It's, it's good for metabolism. And, well, yeah, yeah. It doesn't... I wouldn't say it stimulates like a manic... Right. No. It'll stimulate a sluggish metabolism right. is where I think... Oh, that's why I feel that way. Because <laughs> I'm a you. snail and it makes me feel like, I don't know, a little grasshopper. But it also, <laughs> it's it's a... It's considered a ton, more of a tonic. So yeah. the way that the actions of tonic herbs work is that they work different in each person. Ah. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll balance depending on the body that they go into. So wherever you're deficient, it'll help balance that out. And yeah. wherever you happen right. to be deficient. What are other tonics? It makes, me feel, it makes me feel like I've drank coffee. Like when I take it afterwards, mm-hmm. it gives me a, a boost. I feel boosted. And I feel like right. more calm. So ask me I'm what I'm like place. after drinking one sip of beer. Yeah, I know. You're insane. Yeah. Or I can't do any. Like I, my body is so sensitive to yeah. everything. Yeah. I yeah. exacerbate it a hundred times if you give yeah. me a little bit. So... That's yeah. why I feel that way. What are other tonics? Tonics, um, well, nettles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the message. I wrote it down right here. See, it's nettles, right here. Don. Nettles. I it's know. It's definitely a tonic. Yeah. Um, and then there's a whole class of adaptogenic herbs, which I think definitely ashwagandha falls in there too, meaning ada- helping you adapt. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's more of the action of right. working differently in you than in you mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. balancing. So things like tulsi, you must know about tulsi mm-hmm. maybe from Ayurvedic. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't. I don't. They work take- a lot with um, tulsi, which is sacred basil. Um, reishi is a really great one for helping us adapt and and shift and change. Mm-hmm. So, they, and they may be ones. There may be ones we can talk about for you with your menopause mm. relationship really, to menopause. Right. Just sometimes, and I, I actually love inviting um, women to consider allying up with a plant during their menopause journey like one oh, particular have plant a relationship okay yes. i'm down with, with that nettles. i'm down Miss with that nettles. well i think she's already made herself known to you it seems <laughs> like she might be <laughs> yeah it's funny i call it mr nettles i don't know why that's but okay yeah you can call him mr mrs i don't know i had a masculine tinge to it like i don't know mr nettles. maybe because i avoid it oh or yeah. or it's just i mean the plants you add mr to everything the plants aren't I do. Generally yeah. gendered. However, believe it or not, oh, yeah. nettles has male and female plants. <gasps> oh, see? <laughs> Maybe I instinctively, I just know. Just it's know. one of the few, there's a hand, small handful of plants that separate the sex to, mm. to gender to different plants. I knew that. Mm. And okay. nettles is one. So if I become one with nettles. Uh, Maybe you need male nettles. Maybe I do. You need, you need male nettles. I would take female nettles. What? I don't think they separate them. They, <laughs> yeah. they just harvest everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. But nevertheless. So is that meditation with it? Is it what yeah. what do you Yeah. I would say yes. It would be um something well, a plant journey. I oftentimes would suggest a plant journey Shit, or a journey for somebody to that's something that I do would do a journey for somebody to connect them with a particular plant in uh-huh. order to help them 
Um, what so, does a plant journey look like? Yeah, it would be different from everything, just like a shamanic, just like any other yes. journey. Yeah. So you would hold the, you have no expectations of it. You right. hold the plant, visualize yeah, the Yeah, think plant, about it. That's what plant, I mean, like intention and, and meditation. One, yes. Just being one right. with the plant. Because there are people who would think like you take literally the plant, put it in your car, bring it to work, put it on your desk. You could do that too. <laughs> you could carry, <laughs> carry it around. in your pocket. Yeah. That's it. It's already like, it's already like, what's funny is like, I'm so, I don't, don't like stuff on my hands and stuff. And you know how nettles like it kind of yes. clings to you. I, I don't, hate that. I don't it know anything. It stings. Yeah. yeah really? It's a little nasty. Really? It is. It really? is. It's like, like I'm trying to do yard work and it like, like yeah. goes in it. Like it has grabs acid onto needles you. needles on it and oh, it will nice. put little mm-hmm. bee stink, like the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. do it. I wouldn't yeah. do it. But when you dry it, that, <laughs> it, you can, it, that doesn't bother you anymore. Like okay. once it's dried, those little cells break open and the formic acid moves out. So of why don't you take some, yeah. dry it out, and then no, I'm, t- I'm probably going to go to Mother Earth and buy some. That would be great. Well, yeah. And start your little you apothecary. You got your own backyard. Say hi to them. I well, can't make be, a sign. There might not no. be much out there now. Yeah, I don't think frozen. so. Yeah. All right. And but I paid you- those really nice ex-meth marines to... <laughs> Call my yard before <laughs> winter. They probably left it. They probably left the nettles though, right? They probably no, they did a it. really good job. I was. <laughs> I told Kathy. Dad calls me. She goes, um, I don't usually. I don't know if I did a good thing or a or bad, bad thing. thing. And I just laugh. And I'm like, I. What's your feeling about this? And I was like, I. Think I am um, awesome. my a good friend of mine had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And that first week happened to be the time that I put aside to like clean up the yard mm-hmm. and do my leaf stuff and everything. And I was just like beside myself. I had no time. Right. And so uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to pay somebody to do it. And these guys on Facebook, they got back to me. It was like on the the mm-hmm. community forum. And See, I don't, it's they, like, to me it's like Craigslist. Like, I don't know. They don't arrived. Know somebody they arrived and they were like within five minutes, like, told me their story you know they're like the marines really did a job on them and i can tell one of them definitely Mm -hmm. either had done meth or is but they're trying to get their act together and all they're doing is like manual labor they did a fucking great job job. but at the time when i was leaving my house i was like well my house is locked up but you know like (laughs) i don't know i either did a really good thing or really bad thing they did a great job i'm bringing them back i'm bringing them back so um, the bottom line is they totally mowed everything and so the nettles aren't going to be there but anyhow no even if it's mowed she'll be there come back oh yeah yeah come back Mm -hmm. like Like the sumac like the sumac yeah it you have to really work the roots out of the ground it has underground stems and roots yeah. and runs 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 if it likes the spot it'll yeah do very well my um my number one nemesis in my backyard that i need to change my relationship with mm-hmm. is uh, is the milkweed because <laughs> it takes over everything and yeah. i just it wants to go everywhere and i had friends who came they're like we're gonna explore all the milkweed in the yard and i was like take it with you like <laughs> i want to firebomb it back there yeah and i have I like to change that. my be one with your herbs be one with your plants yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great and making boundaries with them in garden spaces is fine you know yeah we build compost piles with one when we have too many or we farm them out to people who want them yeah you know, I put word out to the herbal circles that I'm in. You know, I have too much of this. Does anybody yeah. need this plant or this plant or this plant before they go to yeah. the compost pile yeah. to see who wants them? So, yeah, it's okay to claim your space. That's awesome. I have learned so much in I this know. hour. This just I feel changed. <laughs> you look changed. I feel um, changed. You look changed. Um, I'm not being blithe. I really do. I f- appreciate that. I appreciate this I'm conversation. So glad you came. I think this mm. is the first of many conversations. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's something we need to talk about. I think exposing what's out there and talking and exposing like it's never yeah. like, no. <laughs> but talking about it and putting that exposure right. to people who may would maybe not have thought about it right. at least putting a seed. You know, yeah. you're plant, literally planting the seed. I, I really like the idea that you don't have to it is overwhelming. It's an overwhelming topic. And you don't like, have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of everything before you do anything. No. That's why there's and I think that's why yeah. I've just you stick been, to a few plants that your body really calls for. And go from there. Your basic skills of the herbalist are kitchen skills. Right. The tools of an herbalist are kitchen tools. You know? Great. There aren't any special tools and, you know, and, and garden tools, shovels. Yeah. And yeah. 
all that kind of stuff. So there's not any special anything that you need. Most people already have some of that if they you right. know if they want to grow. There's gardeners who 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 are hesitant about taking plants as medicine too. Yet they have amazing gardening skills. Yes. You know, so it's really interesting. I have good gardening or skills. I won't. Yeah. Come you have a very good skill yeah. set. Yeah. I'm I yeah, I connect. But you just find your you find your place with it. Yeah. You know? And I, I I do like I said, I always do encourage people to have um, a little apothecary, as small as it is, even if you have a tiny little apartment. I, Jay, Jay and I started in 700 square feet with two children and oh my two God. home businesses. And wow. he takes up a lot of square feet he by himself. A, yeah. Six foot eight man, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so if we can do that, and yeah. he, really anything can be, really be done. And my first old business, actually, when I first began, I was living in a condo in, on the second floor. So I owned airspace. I didn't even have land. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. And all my students had land. Yeah. And I owned airspace. And I thought, isn't this ironic? My first class, I have eight students and everybody is a property owner except me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So when I heard them say, but I can't start a normal business because I don't have blah, 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 blah. I said, you have land. You can do it. Yeah, right. That's right. So simple. That's right. I love it. Okay, Jen. So how do people follow you? How do they find you? Uh, Well, I'm on Instagram, a little bit on Facebook too. And And who are you on Instagram? I am Jen Costa. God, I forget. Jen Costa Elder Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Jen. Underscore. Okay, we'll put it on. C-O-S-T-A, Elder Moon. Yep. And you can look up Elder Moon School.net. School. Dot net. Dot net. Mm-hmm. And I Kathy and I so. are probably taking an online class with you probably. soon. Probably. Yeah. Because I have to support Donna to do it. Because I won't remember <laughs> anything. I'll hold, the, I'll hold the hoe. I'll hold the tools. Well, I think it would help me. I think it's the last, you know, I chapter of being like a real witch. I think I know so. there's no such thing and it, blah blah no, blah and that's like big language, you. but it is like I feel like I know about it. I know it's necessary I and I do would... seek things out and I do have things and mm-hmm. I do take things and stuff. But really understanding, connecting with it, making mm-hmm. it myself, understanding. You got a the really principles. big chapter ahead of you, Don. You know, like I you know. have a lot of time and like so. Why not fill this time to being, uh, you know, whole. Yeah, I, and this is a great. This makes sense to me. Like to me, I'm like I know, I know myself and what I I would ask you if you knew how to do this stuff. You would make me drink it and say, "How does that make you feel?" <laughs> yes, and so I know my role. I think yeah. everybody has this this driving interest, yeah. and um, I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, I just might. and I and I'm very interested because I know it's changed me. It's helped me yeah quite a bit, and I'm not looking again to be uh, mastered anything, but I am looking to. Uh, be as healthy as I possibly can right. because I know I have to be here. And right. I really appreciate uh, someone like you who actually yes. presents a balanced uh, perspective right. of it because yeah. we all know how much I hate hippies. And <laughs> you are so judgmental. Not every. <laughs> I I have no problem. I know I saying know. that everybody knows that. Every, we're on a pod. Everybody knows. I know. Everybody's That's who I am. And so the people, the bells in their skirts makes me nuts, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. I appreciate your perspective. It's a balanced com- right. science. Right. And, and you know, the idea I, I, that I you talk agree. about, you know, your biology, your mm-hmm. scientific mm-hmm. biology, and yet connecting with moles, mm-hmm. you're perfect. You're a perfect teacher <laughs> for me. Absolutely perfect, Because that yes. speaks all my languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a great and balance. And I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Great balance. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Jen. We love awesome. you so much. Thank you for I being on too. the show. Yeah. I just said thanks for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on our show. Josh, don't be jealous. We're going to so tell cute. you we don't love her more than you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Talk to you soon. Okay. You. Bye. Bye. High five. Bye. High five. What is on your hand? Open up my way.